You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nutrition by Lex podcast. I'm Alexis Roberts, aka Nutrition by Lex. Today, we're going to be talking about the link between food and our mental health. So if you didn't know, I also have a Bachelor's of Arts degree in psychology. So today, I'm going to be bringing in all of my knowledge from my psychology classes and things I've learned throughout my undergraduate degree, getting that. This also allows me to use my psychology degree so that it's not quite useless. (laughs) So to start off this podcast, I'm going to help you realize that there is a major link between the foods you're eating and your mental health. So if you have high anxiety or depression, I want you to ask yourself, what are you eating? Are you eating healthy whole foods or are you eating lots of processed foods that just junk food and fast food? Or are you actually focusing on feeding your body healthy, nutritious foods? So a lot of times people think that they're overeating or being super restrictive and have no appetite because of their brain. And a lot of people say that their brain affects their behavior. But let's switch it around and let's think, well, how do our behaviors affect our brain? So by this, I mean, what kinds of foods are you eating that are going to affect your brain? Food matters when it comes to mental health. So first, I want to dive into some basic nutrition information that you can use or relieve your depressive or anxiety symptoms. So I want you to ask yourself every single morning, or every single afternoon, whenever you're going to grab a bite of food, think, what am I feeding my brain today? This can help for even better memory or mood swings and things like that. You don't have to have anxiety or depression to be eating a certain way and it could be affecting your brain. So eat better, feel better. I've said that before. I'll say it again. You eat better, you feel better. And one of these main things that can help you feel better is breakfast. Going back to episode one, talking about my healthy um, tips to weight loss. It was one of one of the very early on tips, but eating breakfast. I know you guys, some of you are still saying you have no time, lack of energy, you're too sleepy in the morning. When you wake up, you don't want to make breakfast, but breakfast, you need to have real foods like eggs, veggies, fruits, whole grains. You want to limit those processed oils. What are these processed oils? These are going to be your oils such as corn oil, soybean oil, cotton oil, canola oil, All of these oils are damaged oils, especially when you heat them up. Our cells in our brain need to communicate, and they won't if you're feeding them damaged fats. So when we're looking at the cells in our brain, they want to be able to communicate with each other, right? But when we're feeding them damaged and processed oils, it's going to damage our cells in our brain, and it's going to cause them to break down, which causes communication block. Therefore, you're not going to be able to process or think as clearly as you would if you're feeding yourself more healthy whole foods. So what is the brain made up of? It is mainly made up of 60% of healthy fats and then water, of course. We have been told all of our lives, entire culture has always said, fat makes us fat, right? Everyone always thinks, oh, I need to get low fat, fat free, all of these things. And it's just, that's not true. Fat does not make us fat. What happens when you eat fat free or low fat, there's a problem that occurs in our brain and it becomes depleted of all the fats it needs and your mental health starts to be depleted and your memory starts to decrease. So what are these healthy fats that you can incorporate into your diet in order to help you boost your brain health? These are things such as avocados, nuts, coconut oil, olive oil, nut butters, cream cheese. So what I want you to start doing when you're at the store is check the labels for prepackaged foods. I want you to start seeing like what fat is in it. If it has 
corn oil, soybean oil, cotton oil, canola oil, don't buy it. Leave it on the shelf. It's not for you. But if it has things such as coconut oil or olive oil, nuts, and all these like other healthy whole food fats, go for it. These are going to be very supportive for your brain. So I know some of you are probably cringing in your seats right now listening to me tell you to add more fat back into your diet. And this can be a struggle for a lot of people, especially if you have a background of an eating disorder. So I have some tips to help you start eating better healthy fats again and incorporating back into your diet. So my tip number one is to start slow. I'm not asking you to go in and add a full avocado into your breakfast. Like, no, that's too much. It's overwhelm you. It's going to freak you out. So start slow. The key is to start by adding like half a tablespoon to one tablespoon at each meal. If this means that you add a fourth of an avocado to your eggs in the morning, you add a fourth of an avocado to your eggs in the morning, or when you're cooking your chicken breast or something at lunch, add half a tablespoon or half a teaspoon or a whole teaspoon of olive oil or coconut oil to cook it in. You slowly start to add it in. I want you to trust your body to use the fat and it won't use it against you, I promise. It will use it the way it's meant to use it. You won't gain weight. I know this is probably going through your heads and you're probably like, oh my gosh, if I add fat into my diet, am I going to start gaining weight? You aren't gaining weight. You're going to have more energy, less anxiety, and it's also going to keep you full longer. So you're going to have the, the less urges to just snack on those unhealthy snacks late in the day. So I want to challenge you right now to take three weeks If you take three weeks and you focus on adding a little bit more fat into your diet at like one tablespoon, one teaspoon, I don't know why I keep saying tablespoon, sorry, one teaspoon in at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just slowly start incorporating back into your diet. I want you to journal and see if you have any less depression or anxiety or your mood swings are better or you're starting to remember things better with your memory or you're more alert throughout the day. I want you to keep track of that and see how that makes you feel. So it is recommended that you get 10 to 14 grams of fat in one meal for good brain health. This is equivalent to about one tablespoon of fat. That's about shocking, right? But start slow. Like I said, start with a teaspoon or half a teaspoon. But if you get around one tablespoon of fat in every meal, you're getting the recommendation for good, healthy brain health. So I want to restate these again to help just trigger in your memory what healthy fats are that you can be incorporating into your foods. This is going to be things like butter, avocado, coconut oil, nuts, cream cheese, heavy cream, coconut cream, olives, olive oil, ghee, nut butter. Some healthy snacks that you can have that incorporate healthy fats are like apples and nut butter or crackers with veggie or veggies and avocado mash, a handful of nuts. Next, I want to talk about babies for a second. Because a lot of this is kind of random, but it's just something I found and I wanted to tell you guys. But a lot of people, whenever you first start feeding a baby whole foods, it is recommended that they feed them avocados. So think about this the baby's brain is still developing, and by feeding them avocados, you're supporting their brain health and supporting their brain cells to grow healthily and promote good brain health. So this is just something to think about if doctors are recommending babies to first eat avocados to help their brain and memory and just brain function overall, then it's probably really good for us too. Another really good source of healthy fat is going to be egg yolks. And I know eggs get a bad rep sometimes, but hear me out. 60% of the fats that make up your brain are called the omega-3 fatty acid called DHAs. So you can find these omega-3 fatty acid DHAs in pasteurized chicken eggs. So chickens that are produced on corn and oats don't have the DHA in their yolks, but pasteurized chickens do. 
Another source of DHA is surprisingly, going back to babies, breast milk. Breast milk is very high in omega-3 DHA. So DHA is found in egg yolks from pasteurized eggs. It's only in pasteurized chickens, not chickens that were raised on corn and oats and all that other stuff. So the recommended recommendation of getting DHA for good brain health is around 400 to 600 milligrams of DHA per day. This is equivalent to two eggs and like a supplement because they're in one egg. There is 100 milligrams of DHA. If you want to eat four eggs, go for it. But some people like to eat less eggs in the morning. So if you have two eggs and then say a supplement of omega-3 DHAs, you are good to go for the entire day. Thank you so much for listening to Nutrition by Lex podcast so far. It is time for our break right now, and I'll get back to you as soon as we're done hearing from our sponsor. Okay, guys, welcome back. So going into our next topic on healthy food for the brains, let's talk about fast food restaurants. So think about what all the fast food restaurants fry their foods in. It's all like canola oil, corn oil. Just all of these damaged, refined oils. So my biggest tip for this is just automatically going to be try to cook at home as much as possible and avoid fast food restaurants. Food is medicine for the brain. I'll say it again. Food is medicine for the brain. So if you want to feel better and think clearer, you need to give your brain good nutrients. There's a study part of the Nutritional Alliance of Mental Illness study it shows that 90% of adults experience mental illness. That's equivalent to 20% almost. So think about it. One in five adults pretty much have a mental illness. So we all know someone who is struggling with a mental illness. Looking at children, one in six, so it's not far behind the adults. One in six children between the ages of two and eight years old have a mental mental illness or behavioral developmental disorder and 7% of three to 17 year olds have anxiety. Like, can you imagine a three-year-old with anxiety and depression? Like that's insane. 3% have been diagnosed with depression. Like 3% of three-year-olds in the U S have been diagnosed with depression. That's crazy to think about it. And this study was done a few years ago, so it's now 2020. So those numbers are probably even higher than what I'm telling you. It's a very serious problem here in the U.S. And if you struggle, it's important to feed your your brain with real foods and good healthy fats. I can't emphasize that enough. So there's another study that was done that I want to share with you guys. It was in the Indian Journal of Psychology. A few people are aware of the connection between nutrition and depression. While they easily understand the nutritional deficiency and physical health. So people are very easy to understand the fact that if you are eating unhealthy, your physical health is going to be damaged as well, but they aren't completely aware of the fact that when you eat unhealthy, your mental health is also affected by that. So it's more strictly thought of, mental health is more strictly thought of as a microbiome-based or emotionally rooted disease, but nutrition can play a key role in the onset as well as the severity of the depression and anxiety or mood disorders. So think about the food patterns during depressive states of people. So what does it look like? A lot of times when people are depressed, they have poor nutrition, they're skipping meals because they just don't have an appetite, or they're completely opposite, they're binging, and they're eating an enormous amount of sweets and salty foods to fix their cravings, and they're eating weird times of the day because their sleep cycle is thrown off. So nutritional neuroscience is proving that nutritional nutrition factors are intertwined with human cognitive behavior and emotion. So I'll say it again. Food, 
matters. Nutrition has a huge effect on our cognitive behaviors. Again, in the Indiana Journal of Psychology, it states that most common mental disorders that occur are depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, OCD, and these can all be due to dietary patterns of the general public shows that most people are deficient in vitamins, minerals, and get this, omega-3 fatty acids. So remember what I said before, our brain is made up mainly of omega-3 fatty acids, also known as DHA. So changing our food habits is not easy, right? If you go from fast food to eating nutritionally whole base, whole foods at home, cooking by yourself, it's not easy at all. It takes time, it takes practice, and it takes a lot of discipline. So I want to kind of talk about something a little personal because I know what I'm talking about because I've been through this. I know the struggles. I know how hard it is. I've had my depressive times. I've gone through extreme anxieties and I have been through that cycle of where I'm on track. I feel good. I fall off the wagon. I fall into a more depressive state and my anxieties are through the roof and then I start binging on food and it's just a full vicious cycle, right? Like we've, if you've been through it, you know. Now I have come out of this stronger than ever on the other side and this is why I do what I do I want to help you guys get through it because I have struggled on my own with this was it easy no but where I am now and the knowledge of food that I have now has changed my life completely so when I was in undergrad I really struggled with depression and anxiety for a good bit of time for about a whole year and I was eating chips and a lot of like just very processed foods, Nutella, things like that. And I was just foggy all the time. I wanted to sleep all the time. My nutrition was down the toilet, so to say. I was gaining weight, so I wasn't feeling as good about myself. I was binging at night because I was up sleeping or I wasn't sleeping. I was up watching Netflix. My sleeping patterns were all off. And the longer and longer I did this to my body, the worse and worse I felt. But as soon as I got on track and realized that I needed to have a healthy whole foods diet and got control of my food and what I was eating, my depressive levels went away. Like I have no depressive thoughts anymore. My anxiety is still there a little bit, especially during this quarantine, but that's natural for everyone. They're nowhere near where it used to be. My anxiety would stop me from leaving my room sometimes. Like it would be through the roof. I no longer have binges. Do I have sweet tooths? Yes, but I allow myself, like I told you guys, my dates and peanut butter, those are my favorite. But I learned how to balance my blood sugar levels because it's all biochemical. Like I talked about in, um, was it episode one? Yeah, episode one with the healthy food habits. Learn to balance your blood sugar levels. I learned to snack on healthy foods throughout the day. I no longer had those binging cravings and which led to better mental health because I was eating more whole foods, less processed foods, and I just felt better overall. So there's another journal or there's another article from the Indian journal I wanted to share with you guys. So it reminds us that eating processed foods can lead to weight gain and overeating. Eating processed foods could also affect our eating behaviors which compromise our weight and health goals, right? So for eating processed foods, it leads to us eating more, leads to gaining weight, leads to us holding on to a lot of salt and water retention. Therefore, we're not reaching our goals as fast. So I want you to take time and plan out and make nutritious meals. I promise you, it's worth it. If you just take, say, your Sundays or like Sunday night or even Saturdays if you don't want to do it on Sundays or 
Monday, whenever you think your week's starting, take time, get a notebook, write down what you want to have for breakfast, snacks, lunch, and dinners, and even dessert if you want it. Plan it all out and then go to the grocery store and buy what you have on your list. Come back and immediately start prepping it into portion size, portion sizes. This is going to be a brainless act during the week and it's going to be so much easier for you to just go and grab that bag of grapes you already portioned out or that chopped up carrots and peppers that you already portioned out because it's there, it's in front of your eyes and it just makes everything so much easier. It's also going to stop you from going out to eat because you'll realize, oh, I went out and I spent money on all this food at the grocery store. I need to eat what I bought. So it's also going to stop you from running through that drive through and getting those fried french fries. Remember again, damaged oils, canola oil, and all that kind of stuff. That's what your french fries are fried in, which damages our brain cells. So while we're on the topic of processed foods, I want to bring up this fun fact I saw in an article and... It was saying that most additives and trans fats and everything that we have in our processed foods like chips and Pop-Tarts and candies and stuff here in the U.S. are actually banned in European countries. So when food companies make and sell their foods in the U.S. and have to send it to Europe, a lot of the times the companies have to go out of their way to actually remove those additives and trans fats before they can ship it to Europe and actually be sold in Europe for according to the guidelines. This is just like very frustrating to me because it's like, why are we as Americans not seeing that so many other countries are realizing that they don't need to put these foods in their bodies and it's not even legal to sell over there, but yet we're still putting it into our bodies on a daily basis. For example, you guys know Quaker oatmeal and stuff, right? So the same company, Quaker, has oatmeal, oats, that are sold in the US and the UK. In the U.S., there is more than 22 ingredients, and a lot of them are artificial sugars, and it includes the red number four dye. When you look at the European, U.K. version of it, there is only five ingredients. How crazy is that? So looking back at what is in the U.S. portion of the Quaker Oats, I want to talk about the red number four dye for a second. The red number four dye is linked to the hyperactivity in children, so think about this. A lot of people feed their kids oatmeal before school, right? So you're feeding them the red number four dye in their breakfast before school, and then you expect them to be calm and sensible during the day at school, especially in the mornings. So if you have a child that is like wild and hyperactive and stuff in the mornings at school and they're causing problems in the classroom, think about what you're putting into their body before you send them off to school. Or if you yourself have problems focusing, think about what you're putting into your body. So some of these foods with the red number four dye are things such as fruity pebbles, tricks, fruit loops, red colored drinks like uh, fruit punch or even barbecue sauces, red velvet cakes, Skittles, Jolly Ranchers, even some fruit snacks, M&Ms, Twizzlers. Things such as that. So I want you to look at the labels and ingredients that on the foods that you're eating, especially early in the morning. That can be affecting your brain at school. I know it's like summer, you're about to be out of school, but even when you're trying to focus on something, think about what you're putting into your body. So to wrap this episode up, I want to just say, basically our brain needs high quality foods to function well. What you eat directly affects the structure of most of our brain, and by eating high quality real foods, you can supply the vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that your brain needs for good mental health. More and more brain experts 
are linking poor quality foods to anxiety, ADHD, depression, suicide, and as well as a low sugar diet can help improve your brain function. So next time you go to the grocery store or you're thinking about what you're going to eat for the the week, I want you to think hard and plan out what you can eat to help support your brain health. Thank you guys so much for joining me for the week three episode of the Nutrition by Lex podcast. Remember, I upload a episode every Wednesday and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I'll be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.